Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. From the Cyber Station USA studios in Boston, Massachusetts, it's Music Friday, the end of the week program where you choose the bands and we interview them and put them on the air for you. I'm your host, Patrick O'Heffernan. I'm in Los Angeles broadcasting every Friday at 2 p.m. Eastern on the Cyber Station USA network the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. And we are brought to you by Solar City. Solar City is America's number one energy provider that is provider of clean energy for homes and businesses across the country. It's October 18th. 2013, and today we're going to be talking with the founders of the multifaceted and super fun group, The Bylines. And in segment two, Salvador Santana will be here with cuts from his new EP, Rise Up. Plus, plus, in just a minute, a surprise guest fresh from the House of Blues in Los Angeles last night and opening tonight at the Whiskey A Go Go in Hollywood. So stay tuned, it's going to be a big program. Keep in mind that this is a classic uh, rerun. Uh, we are actually broadcasting a week late, so do not call in. Well, before our surprise guests comes on, I want to remind everyone that you can choose who you want us to interview. Just go to our website, musicfriday.nationbuilder.com, and check out your choice. Tell us who you want to hear on the show. We count the votes for bands, and the top two vote-getters every week are our guests, and any kind of music is okay. Well, maybe not classical, but everything else, jazz, blues, world, hip-hop, country, they're all good. So that's Music Friday. Dot nationbuilder.com. Check out our new YouTube channel, too, and our Twitter feed. Now, I think we have a special guest on the line, Leah Marie. Leah, welcome to Music Friday. Thank you. Leah, I know that uh, you've got a show tonight at the Whiskey A Go-Go in Los Angeles, so why don't you give our audience uh, a preview of what they will see? We have a lot of listeners in Southern California, and we'd like them all to be there. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm going to be performing at the Whiskey A Go-Go tonight at 8.15. I'm going to try out some new songs. It's going to be a great set. And I'm also going to be performing my song off my second album, Undercover Lover. The song is called Take Me For A Ride, and it has a million views on YouTube now. Keep in mind that this is a rerun. Do not call in, and uh, do not try to go to her show. Now, Leah, you just mentioned your new EP, Undercover Lover, it's, it's, and I know it's available on, e2, on iTunes and CD Baby. Are we going to be hearing songs from it tonight at the Whiskey? Definitely, yes. 
And um, also, I'm going to be doing, I'm like a cross between Madonna and Lady Gaga. So it's fun, upbeat, dance, pop music. And I'm going to be performing with my band, but I'm also bringing my keyboard. Oh, wow. So I'm going to be doing a few on the piano as well. Okay, a cross between uh, Lady Gaga and Madonna. Boy, there, there's an image for you. <laughs> yeah, I call it Madonna. <laughs> and it <laughs> it works because I've, I've talked to some people who were at your show last night at the uh, House of Blues, and they said you were a ball of energy on the stage, and they had a great time. So I'm I'm sure that you're going to do the same and even more tonight at the Whiskey. Now, for those for those who are listening right now and they're not they're not in Los Angeles, and you're not going to be able to make the show, you can see a video of Leah Marie on our YouTube channel and also on her website. You want to tell us about the video? you've got up on your website? Or maybe I should just go yeah, with absolutely. Right. The best place to look at my videos is probably on my YouTube, YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash L-E-A-M-A-R-I-E music, D-O-T-com. And the first video is Take Me For A Ride that has a million views. And I wrote the song, I wrote the music and the lyrics. And there's also a bunch of other uh, original songs on my YouTube channel. And some of them are even live performances. It's a really cool combination. So definitely check it out. So check that out. Well, Leah, I know you have to run, but uh, we will see you back here next week, and we'll have lots of time to play your music and to tell stories and talk with our viewers. So I want to thank you so much for taking the time just to pop in. Oh, thank you for having me, and I'll see you tonight. I'm excited. Yes, you will. Now, again, everyone who's in Los Angeles, be there at the Whiskey A Go-Go on Sunset Boulevard tonight at 8.15 p.m. You'll see Leah Marie and the X's, plus a whole lineup of other great female bands. I will be there. You can drop by my table and say hi. And, again, check out her website. That's leahmariemusic.com. You get more details on tonight. Also, you can see her videos and hear her album. Thanks again, Maria. We have to take a uh, a yeah. quick break now. And of course, you've been hearing just a little bit of uh, Take Me For A Ride. Now, we said we had to take a break right now to, to uh, welcome in our radio listeners. And I do want to welcome in our radio listeners. That's before we welcome in one of the most versatile and fun groups I've seen in a long time, the Bylines, who are calling in from Portland, Oregon. So let me say hi to all of our uh, radio listeners out there in 1490 WWPR Tampa Bay and also to our uh, um, FM listeners. Our FM listeners are up in Ashland, Oregon. And all of you who are listening right now can join us by email. You can join us by email at musicfridaylive at gmail.com. That's musicfridaylive at gmail.com. You can also call in. 
or like marathon. Four two four six seven five sixty eight zero six. That's four two four six seven five sixty eight zero six. And after the show, check out our website musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. That's musicfriday.nationbuilder.com. And book for book if you want to be on the show. Tell us. Give us the name of a band, and if you got some contacts with them, uh, let them uh, uh, give them those contacts and we'll track them down and get them on the show for you. Now, we're going to have to take a, a little break for some advertising and uh, when we come back, hopefully, we're going to have the bylines with us. Don't go away. You're listening to Fairness Radio's great program, Music Friday. Our troops aren't the only ones fighting right now. Thousands of military families are in crisis. They're fighting financial battles, how to pay the bills, even how to keep their homes and feed their children. You can help by supporting Operation Homefront, a national nonprofit that provides emergency assistance for military families and for wounded warriors when they come home. To learn more about how you can help, go to operationhomefront.net. Camion Entertainment Group and Cyber Station USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive Cyber Station USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Cyber Station USA. Always on the go. We're back. We're back at Music Friday. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host. I want to remind everybody of our wonderful sponsor, Solar Power. Solar Power by Solar City. Solar Power is a huge win-win for homeowners, but a lot of people are reluctant to take the plunge into solar because of the upfront costs. So. Solar City has asked Music Friday to tell you that you can go solar zero upfront costs on approved credit. That's right. Solar City will come out and install a solar system on your house for free, and you only pay for the power you use, just like you do for utility companies, but those less of it. It's still smaller because the sun is actually making your electricity. Solar City pays for the system. They insure it. And they maintain it. All you have to do is enjoy the savings. So if you've been ready for solar, but solar hasn't been ready for you, it is now at Solar City, America's number one clean energy provider. And how do you find out? Well, you call Tina. Right, my friend Tina at Solar City. Tell her you heard about it from Music Friday, from Patrick at Music Friday, and she will give you a $250 deduction on your order. Tina's number, write this down, 909-618-6937. That's 909-618-6937. And remember to tell you that you heard about us on Music Friday and that Patrick said to call. 909 618 6937. 
Well, I first saw our next two guests at the Wits End Listening Room in Venice, California. I had actually come to see someone else on the venue that night. And when the incredibly gorgeous Mariana Thielen drove, uh, strode on stage in a long dress and her husband Reese took the, a seat behind the piano, I had no idea what to expect. I was blown away. Mariana has one of the best voices in today's music scene. And the range and the styles and the creativity and just plain joy that style and each song that she and, she and Reese sing, it's stunning. I, as you can see, I'm, I'm at the loss of words as I think about it. I could hardly breathe during their music, and I couldn't stop applauding when each song was done. So given their recording and their touring schedule, it was not easy to find a date to bring them to you on Music Friday, but we did it, and I am so pleased to introduce to you the founders of the Bylines, Marianne Thielen and Reese Marshburg. Marianne and Reese, thank you for being with us today on Music Friday. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And Reese, you're back. There you are. Okay. Well, first, uh, let me say your music is such a nice blend of styles that it is it's wonderful to listen to, but it's kind of hard to describe succinctly. Now, I know you called it a cocktail of unique classic pop compositions, but something like your song, Backburner, is more of a bourbon straight up. So I want to listen to a little bit of it, give our audience just a little bit of a sample of it, and then we, we, we can talk about it. So here's back. Now, I have a lot of nature, love, Take me up a notch or two that. What do you call it? <laughs> well, I like the bourbon straight up. That's a good, uh, that's a good analogy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, bluesy, um, it's a little, you know, I have a theater background, so I think that comes through. So when you say the Broadway bluesy, that's, a, that's very accurate, I would say. Well, it really gets down. I mean, anybody from a rapper to a rocker could enjoy that one. Um, so I, I think that's sort of the 150 proof end of your cocktail menu. Um, <laughs> uh, now, who wrote that and who arranged it? Um, uh, recently I wrote that together. I, I started writing that one. Um, I came up with the lyrics and the melody to him, uh, and then we started flushing it out a little bit. Uh, 
He um, is very good at uh, writing the more complicated harmonic progressions uh, as we put that together. And I believe he wrote the bridge. I can't remember. Sometimes it gets a little fuzzy after we've collaborated and we forget who actually wrote what. <laughs> well, when I saw. You have Reese? Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I think pretty much you had everything in place. I just provided the uh, the harmonic underpinnings, which you know is uh, just traditional sort of blues uh, uh, chords, and uh, with a key change, which is uh, maybe more of the theatrical element as we go into the the third verse, uh, the height and the mood there. And um, as far as the arranging goes, um, we had a wonderful team of musicians uh, who played on this record. And, and this one in particular, we just kind of provided them with the, the, the bare bones of the outline of the song, and it was a lot of improvisation to give it sort of the, uh, the late-night club feel that we were going for. Um, so we used uh, here in Portland, Oregon, some of the best uh, uh, session musicians and jazz players to, uh, to play on this uh, record and, and particularly show off their, uh, their chops on this song. Well, I was going to ask you about that, because when I saw you at the, in California, it was just the two of you, but you obviously put together quite a, a professional team of, uh, of musicians for your recordings, don't you? Absolutely. Uh, people that we've known over the years um, who are some of the best session and uh, jazz players here in Portland. And uh, when, you know, when we're touring, we have to pare down because uh, you can't bring along uh, uh, seven pieces um, uh, very often. And so um, when we're in town playing, yeah, we put on shows that uh, have seven members, ten members, just kind of depending the size of the venue and uh, the nature of the event. But um, they're all great, great musicians. Well, I can certainly tell that. And uh, I'm going to play something a little complete, completely different here. It would have been so easy to get me to obey. But now try begging, leaving, wanting me. That was something completely different. Now, where did that come from? So much energy and and so much so much beat, and a pretty strong message too. <laughs> well, I guess you know, um, an earlier incarnation of our band was a, a group called Marion and the Navy Vamps, and we uh, we used to do sixties uh, uh, girl group tunes, and um, we started writing original songs, so that was uh, in- influenced by that genre, and. Um, you know, might have been influenced by past relationship, <laughs> as you can probably tell. <laughs> okay, right. And somebody who can't have you now, huh? <laughs> uh, we have uh, a... We're starting to get some emails in. Um, Lasso in Los Angeles wants to know, um, says, um, I'm sorry I, I missed them at the wit's end. I love to go there, and uh, I'd like to know, are they going to be back? Well, you are going to be back in L.A. at some point, aren't you? Uh, we would love to. We have no, um, no not set in stone plans, but uh, hopefully next spring sometime we'll head back to L.A. 
Okay. Uh, Bonkers in Minneapolis wants to know, did uh, either of you actually play on Broadway, or have you been in musical theater? Um, I've never been actually on on Broadway, New York Broadway, but um, but I've done uh, you know professional theater here in Portland, um, and I I actually majored in musical theater at the University of Northern Colorado and did some, and did a number of shows out there. Okay. And Reese right. actually has played in, uh, he's conducted pits here for, um, no, I mean, shows here. Uh, he did cabaret when Storm uh, Rise is actually playing. Um, what, one of my favorites. One of my favorites. Well, I want to show your emotional range as well as your musical range. So we're going to go from You Can't Have Me to I'm Your One and Only. stage in a long dress with diamonds and a big band behind you. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which brings me to an email here from Leslie in New, in New York City who says, do you really dress up in a long dress with jewels and, and kick out as a, a big band songstress? I would say not quite that glamorous, big band, long gown, you know. Um, we definitely, I definitely dress up uh, cocktail attire, more uh, playful. Sometimes I throw on a pair of boots and make it a little more casual, depending on the venue. But I do like to, I do like to get dressed up. <laughs> and how about you, Reese? Are you just hidden behind the piano and nobody knows? Oh, I love to get dressed up. Um, I have uh, uh, a number of uh, jackets and suits, and I'm always expanding them. Uh, I've kind of given up the tie unless it's, you know, a really formal occasion. But, uh, uh, yeah, no, I like to get dressed up and uh, uh, and uh, look, look sharp on stage, man, because you got to wow them in the audience, you know. you gotta, you got to come from the sort of sort of uh, tradition of, of, of looking good and sounding good, and, and yeah, we like that. Well, uh, let's, let's, I'm going to go back to I'm uh, your one and only because it really does wow, and I want people to listen carefully here to these horns.
I just love it. That's that's just absolutely classical. Now you have a a, a debut album out now, don't you? We do. Yes, a self-titled debut album. We released it just this past year. And again, all the all the tracks you're playing are from that album. Uh, I, I knew that. Uh, but, uh, one thing I think our audience w- would enjoy hearing is that uh, it had kind of a circuitous path to its uh, creation. Uh, there was. Uh, can you tell us about where the inspiration for the album came from and where the perspiration from the album came from? How you funded it? Who produced it? What it took to put it together? Oh yeah. Do you want to take this read, or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so in the summer of 2011, uh, Marianne and I uh, attended uh, a songwriting project on the campus of Northwestern University, uh, and a, a group called the Johnny Mercer Foundation uh, paid for um, 16 young songwriters to attend seminars with some of the best writers from uh, Broadway and Nashville, and uh, we had a week of intensive writing with other people uh, working on their material, and um, we wrote a couple songs there that um, we knew we just had to record, and so we had started a a Kickstarter campaign, um, which is the crowdfunding um, service that uh, allows uh, independent artists like ourselves to to build up the funds it takes to to make a a full professional record, and um, by the end of uh, the summer, we had met our goal, and we started recording with the wonderful producer, Bob Stark, at uh, Kung Fu Bakery here in Portland, Oregon, and and we were on our way then, and and spent three weeks in the studio, a luxury uh, that was afforded to us by those uh, of our fans who uh, supported the Kickstarter campaign. Well, I want to say thank you uh, to all of your fans who did that, because this is a wonderful album, and uh, in addition to being able to see you uh, sing it live uh, on stage, uh, I've been listening to it all week, and uh, you, I'm just, again, blown away by, by your range and by your professionalism and by just how tight and how joyful everything you do is, and uh, I'm sure that takes a lot of work. It, it's, but th- these are not simple pieces of music. You must, you, you two must rehearse a lot. We do rehearse a lot. Yeah, we we spend a lot of time rehearsing and writing, and Marie um, spends a lot of time doing all those. You know, as you can hear those intricate arrangements for the horn. I mean, that, that was all him. And uh, so we 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 really uh we we love songwriting and we love taking the time to make sure that we craft everything in a certain way and that. Um, you know, having that nice polished professional um, sound, and uh, so yeah, we, we it's just what we love to do and like to give to people who come out and see us. So. Well, w- w- why don't you uh, tell people uh, where they can can come out to see you? I understand you do have some shows lined up. We do. Uh, if if you are a Portland listener, we uh, probably our next uh, most exciting show we have coming up is at a great jazz venue in town called Ivory's Jazz Jazz Lounge on Sunday, November 3rd. Um, yeah, where else are we? We're, we're also going to be at a, a venue in uh, Oregon called Arrivederci on December 4th. We have some regular jobs out at a restaurant in Hillsborough on Wednesday nights called the Ranko Station Grill. That, 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 that's Hills, Hillsborough, Washington, right? Not Hillsborough, California? Oh, yeah, Hillsborough, Oregon, yes. Oregon, sorry. 
Right. Okay. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Okay. Uh, well, you've also produced a really uh, a number of videos, and the one I love is is the one you produced uh, before you came to, down here to L.A. called "Going to, to L.A." And it's just it's just the two of you. And incidentally, for our <laughs> listeners who may have tuned in late, we're talking to. Uh, um, uh, the founders of the wonderful group, The Bylines, and I want to make sure that all of you are aware of The the Bylines, and the, uh, the, the website is thebylines.com. Is that correct? Thebylines.com? Yes, correct. Yeah, no www, thebylines.com. And we're talking to the founders of thebyline.com, Mariana Thelen and uh, Reese Marshburn. And if you go to thebylines.com, you'll see a great, you see a number of videos, but you see a, one I really love, and that's going to L.A. Now, what, what inspired you just to sit down at the piano and write a song about the tour you're about to start? Well, um, so at the beginning of this year, we actually made a goal to write a song per month and just record it just, you know, at the piano, basic recordings, and put, it, put them up on YouTube and, and on our website. So if you go to our website, there's actually a Song of the Month tab, and you can see, starting in January, all the songs that we've written this year. Um, and we actually wrote that on our way back from our tour to L.A. Um, in the car. We started writing it. We just started messing around, saying, oh, it'd be fun. Let's just write a song about our trip, you know. And, uh, and then when we, when we got back, we recorded it uh, in uh, recorded it and put it up online. So, well, I loved it, and people can also see it on our on our YouTube channel, the Music Friday YouTube channel. Well, we are out of time, unfortunately. Uh, good things go fast, so I want to thank you, Mariana and Reese, for uh, joining us today. Thank you so much for having us, Patrick. Thank you, very Mariana, much, Patrick. Mariana Thielen and Reese Marshburn of The Bylines, and you should get their debut album, The The Bylines, at iTunes, CD Baby, Bandcamp, and also go to their website, thebylines.com. Remember, no www, just thebylines.com. When we return, Salvador Santana. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Cameo Entertainment Group and Cyberstation USA are now part of Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. With Stitcher, you can listen to live programming as well as archive radio programming right on your phone. To obtain Stitcher, just go to the App Store for your particular phone. Go to search, then type in Stitcher. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Then download. It's that simple. Stitcher, a free radio app for your smartphone. Convenient access to live and archive Cyberstation USA programming on your mobile phone. That's Stitcher. S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R. Cyberstation USA. Always on the go. And we're back. This is Patrick O'Heffernan, your host at Music Friday. And I want to remind everybody about Solar City, our wonderful sponsor. Solar City is America's number one supplier of clean energy. And Solar City will come out and install a solar system in your home or your business at no upfront cost. Remember, mention Fairness Radio or Music Friday, and you will get a $250 discount. So call... 909-618-6937. You'll get my friend Tina. Tell her that Patrick sent you from Music Friday, and she'll give you a $250 discount on your order. I want to use music in a positive way. There can never be enough people who do that, and there can never be enough musicians pushing their art to the brink. 
Those words are from 29-year-old Salvador Santana, one of the most promising and inspiring young artists on the music scene today. More than any other emerging musician I've met, he wrests the best from people, from himself, from his collaborators, from his producers, from his audiences. There is something about this calm, self-assured young man behind the keyboards and the microphone and the music he creates that really does push art to the brink and takes you confidently and joyfully with him. I'm very proud to welcome Salvador Santana to Music Friday. Salvador? Yes, hey, how you doing? Uh, we're doing well. I, you know, everybody knows your father, Carlos, and many people know that you wrote the song El Faro with him for his platinum album, Supernatural. But I don't think many people know the story behind it and behind the song on your new EP, uh, Mi Tesoro. So I, I'd like to play just a little bit of that, and then, um, and then perhaps you can tell us about the two people who inspired this music and I suspect... Uh, inspired some of the generosity behind your music. Certainly. You brought me into this world, said you never let me go. Every time I think about you, always let me know. I try calling your phone, even though you're not home. And now the time's passed, I'm at your tombstone. Love is just a word without an extra cost. I got a feeling inside that proves love is never lost. My heart skips the beat and it beats to your thoughts. I know you'll always be with me and keep a close watch. Me to sort of. That is so beautiful. I, I never thought rap lyrics could put a lump in my throat. Uh, tell us about it. Who is uh, Mi Tesoro, my treasure? <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. You know, the, the idea of the song was actually inspired by my paternal grandmother, uh, Josefina Santana, my dad's mom. And uh, that's what she used to call me all the time when I was, you know, uh, from, from the time, basically from when I can remember. Uh, she would always call me, Mi tesoro, her, which basically translates from Spanish to English, it basically means my treasure. And that's what she would always call me, you know, because um, uh, there's nothing uh, that you can quite describe that even comes close to the love that a, a grandparent has for, for their grandchildren. So uh, th that was the, the main inspiration behind, behind the song, and it was just, it's just basically to pay uh, homage and respect for all that she's done, uh, you know, here on this planet and for that side of the family uh, and, every, and, and all the um, all the people that she's touched uh, in a positive way along, uh, along her life so that's basically what the song is about just to pay homage uh, to her and to family and it's for everyone that, that has that, that someone uh, like that in their lives well Salvador I started with that song because to me it, it states so clearly that you sing for others that your music is not self-indulgence but it has a larger purpose and that's clear in the title track to the EP, and I want to listen. I want to, uh, to let our audience listen to a little bit of that, and then talk about singing for others and, and rising up. Cool. Feels so good with this one now. Clap your hands, y'all. 
before I start the journey Conquer this mountain that I see before me Yeah, I won't let anything discourage me Cause every day we turn dreams to reality For those who said that I could and I couldn't too Lessons build strength to help see the vision through Every day I give thanks and appreciate Rise up with glory and celebrate I, I know that song emerged from a meeting you had with Nelson Mandela. Uh, what brought you to yes. South Africa? Yeah, you know, my family and I had an opportunity to take a trip over there back in 2006 uh, to a- actually attend Archbishop Desmond Tutu's, uh, I want to say his 75th birthday at the time, which is, mm-hmm. you know, incredible. And, you know, again, my family and I, we got to... Uh, at a brief moment uh, during that trip, we got to not just attend that, but we also got to meet uh, Mr. Nelson Mandela uh, in person, you know, in the flesh. And uh, I was so inspired by that entire trip and just that that moment uh, in particular. I, you know, went home and just con- uh, decided to read more on, on Nelson and all his accomplishments and what he's done. And there's just so many amazing things about him, you know, his... his uh, so many quotes that I was able to discover uh, in researching it and, and, and being inspired through him from that trip. And one quote that I grab that I gravitated towards that pretty much inspired the whole, you know, ri- the song that is "Rise Up" is uh, a quote by him that goes, "The greatest glory in living lies not in never falling, but in rising every time we fall." And as soon as I read that, I was just like, wow, there's a song in there, and I, I'm going to fish it out, I'm going to dig it out. <laughs> and, and, and I think I did. And I just hope that, that and people, when they listen to that song, they become just as inspired by whatever's going on in their lives to, to, um, to make it through, um, just like I became inspired. <clears throat> well, I think you did that. You accomplished that, and I think you accomplished something else, too. I, I think you, in and, and that song and in the rest of the album, particularly in that song, you've transformed rap music. Oh, right on. It, Thank you. you. You've made it accessible, melodic, positive, um, and I'm not saying that that rap music by other artists isn't isn't good and and, and isn't positive, but you've added a m- melodic element to it that uh, I've never heard before, and I think because of that you you started a you started transforming it, and um, I frankly think that that's that's Grammy material, and I hope to see you at the Grammys on that one next time. Oh, thanks. Thank you. Thank um, you so much. I really appreciate that. We're, we're getting a lot of emails, um, and several of them are all asking the same question, so I'll just ask the same question. This is from Rice Rocket in Los Angeles, and Rice Rocket wants to know, who is the woman singing? She is fabulous. Yeah, absolutely. Um, she, she is Alex Nestor, uh, and I basically uh, you know, discovered her through an audition process uh, a few years ago. I was looking for um, a female voice, uh, you know, in the band, uh, to be featured in the band, and 
It just so happens that she also plays keyboards as well, and that works to my advantage since I'm a keyboard player. You know, delegating to her now, um, that frees me up a little bit more so I don't have to spend so much time by my rig. Uh, I can go out and uh, grab the microphone and interact with the audience and spend a little bit more time in the front of the stage and not just behind my rig. So, yeah, you're right. Um, she's an incredible voice, and as soon as I heard her, I said, oh, this is... You know, I'd be a fool to pass um, pass this up. So, uh, yeah, you know, she's been in the band for the last couple of years, and we've done some work together, including that song, Rise Up. And uh, she's awesome, you know, along with the rest of the band. I'm just so grateful uh, that our paths crossed and that we're collaborating. Well, Salvador, I understand that, that you have an emotional and an actual connection to Africa, to a school in Kenya. You want to tell us yeah. about it and how that came about? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, basically, you know, just like my both my folks, my mother and father, they, uh, you know, give back so much uh, through their work and through their philanthropy. Uh, I was turned on to a all-girls academy um, in Kenya through my mom, through her uh, nonprofit organization called Do a Little, and uh, you know, basically got to know these um, amazing people that founded this school uh, and put funding towards the school. It's, the school is in Kenya. It is called Daraja, D-A-R-A-J-A, Academy, uh, which in Kenyan means uh, to bridge, you know, to merge together. Um, and it's an all-girls academy, and it's really exclusive. I mean, this, these, this couple, amazing couple, uh, Jason and Jenny Doherty, they... Uh, go throughout the entire continent of Africa to, to hand select and pick out um, these young, amazing girls, these, these minds that will help lead us into the future, uh, these brilliant minds. And they, they go and they find these girls and they bring them to the, to the school and um, allow them to have the proper education and whatnot. And it's just, it's just amazing, you know. And just like you said that quote earlier, you know, uh, all I do through music, I'm just so blessed to be in a position where I get to, you know, do what I love to do, make music, inspire others, and hope, you know, that I can make bring bring some sort of positivity into their world, as well as give back uh, to to uh, those that feel like they don't have a voice, or when it feels like they don't, no one's listening, or nobody cares. You know, uh, we get to use that and be um, um, a catalyst for those, uh, but through music. And, you know, uh, again, I'm just so blessed to be in that position and do whatever I can every day to uh, keep myself in that position. And to keep, uh, it keeps me inspired. So hopefully I can keep inspiring others uh, by what I'm doing as well. Well, you certainly do. And, and uh, I'm going to remind everybody, we're talking to Salvador Santana, and you can talk to him too. You can call in 347-215-7511, or if you're sitting there with your headphones on, you're listening to us instead of that, um, that PowerPoint that you're supposed to be watching at work, uh, you can email us, and you can email us at Fairness Radio, believe me, I know the audience, uh, you can email us at FairnessRadioLive at gmail.com. And I want to remind everybody that, just last week, October the 11th, was International Day of the Girl, and the Doraja School celebrated with a declaration that you can sign. You can go to their website, and it's, it's part of the Nike's uh, Girl Effect Project. You can go to their website, which is uh, daraja-academy.org. That's D-A-R-A-J-A-academy.org. And you can become an advocate, 
Uh, and if you really adventure some and you have the right skills, you can actually volunteer to work at their campus in Kenya. So check it out. That's uh, Jiraja-Academy.org. Now, Salvador, Diraja is not yep. the only nonprofit you work with. Uh, your site lists other nonprofits, including you're helping to raise funds for Jose Espinosa of Ozamotli and his battle for cancer. Can you tell us about that and how other people can help and what you're doing? Absolutely. Uh, you, you took the words right out of my mouth. I was actually going to say, if you want to find out more information about about Diraja or any other the nonprofit organizations, you can check check it out actually on my website, SalvadorSantana.com. Um, under links, actually, we have it uh, under a specific little part of that website called links, and you can see the other nonprofits that I'm involved in. And yeah, you know, talking about um, Jose uh, Espinosa, a, a dear friend of mine and, and his family, uh, you know, that, that we kept that up there on the website because he actually uh, did end up passing away from cancer uh, a few yeah. years back, um, you know, and it was one of those things where it was. Um, it, it was a pretty tough time, you know, uh, but but at the same time, I did my best to um, offer whatever I can to the family and and to him while he was still with us. Uh, and, and I really, truly believe that that we all you know rallied around together and we came together, uh, you know, uh, for Jose in the spirit that 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 uh, and celebrate his spirit of who he who he is and who he was, uh, which is was just a beam of light, you know. Uh, everything he did um, musically and just as a person was just about, hey, let's just go out and party. Let's just have a, let's just celebrate life. Let's just celebrate this moment and what we're doing, you know. And uh, I try to always remember him and remember that that spirit that he was. Uh, and I share that and offer that in, in the music that I present. When you hear it, either when you put it on, you know, you put it on your stereo or you come out and see us perform live, uh, I try to, uh, you know, just instill a little bit of that uh, into my music. Um, but they're still taking donations, anything that's possible, you know, anything you can give. Uh, the Espinosa family uh, would be so uh, grateful and honored and appreciative of that. Um, recently, uh, I mentioned Alex Nestrom, uh, the female vocalist in my band. Uh, mm -hmm. We actually did a uh, benefit concert that she put on uh, last week uh, here in, in the uh, L.A. area. Um, and it was uh, the event was called Burn It Down. Uh, mm -hmm. Actually, it was called actually it was called Burn It Down 2013. <laughs> I want to get that right. right. And uh, right. and uh, you know it was based, it was a, another benefit concert where again Alex put it was the main person. She put it on. Uh, my band and I we got to perform and be a part of it. And it was a benefit concert to raise awareness to fight cancer uh, through music and to help raise awareness for anybody who's been affected. You know, personally, uh, firsthand, or anybody that has had loved ones that have been affected anyway uh, through this through this disease, cancer, and you know, it was an amazing night, and we all came together for one goal and one mission only, and that's to celebrate, uh, you know, each other, and what better way to fight cancer than through music? You know, so absolutely, it was an awesome night, and if anybody wants to hear more about that stuff too. Uh, you can follow follow me and check that out on SalvadorSantana.com uh, under the link yeah. section. You can keep up to date with what nonprofits, uh, organizations I'm affiliated with, and what I'm up to. Well, as I said in the introduction, and as you just made clear, your music inspires us, and it demands the best uh, of of all of us. And uh, a song that really pulls that out is uh, one that we're listening to now, and I'll play some more of "Into the Light." Oh yeah. 
That's another transformative uh, song, but it carries a message I think we all need to hear once in a while, and I think you've delivered it in a musical package. That's a pleasure to play over and over again. Um, so what's the backstory behind that song? Yeah, uh, Into the Light, that's, that's another deep one. Uh, it's almost similar to Rise Up. You know, it has a similar message in terms of uh, you know, it offers the idea of motivation, um, self-worth, empowerment, uh, you know, that that word that I can't think of right now that describes, you know, the ability to persevere through adversity and, and psych yourself out that you can, you know, make it through anything and get through it all. Uh, that is Rise Up and a little bit of Into the Light. Into the Light is basically a song that offers when it seems hopeless, when it seems like there's 99% of darkness, we hold on to that 1% of that light that's way off into the distance, we hold on to that, that little 1% of hope. That's what we're going to hold on to and, and get us through whatever. It's a, it doesn't seem like we're going to make it now. We're going to hold on to that, that little piece of hope and hope that it makes us, you know, allows us to get through what we need to get through. And that's really what the song is about. And you can apply that to really almost any situation. Uh, and, again, I use uh, hip-hop and that style of music and... I try to, I, I, I think of myself, even though I can't cook at all, <laughs> I try to think of myself as a as a chef, you know, and I try to make any style of dish, even if, you know, uh, somebody may not like, you know, curry or Indian food. I try to present it in a way where it's just tasty so that anybody can be like, oh, wow, I really, like yourself, you know, I really wouldn't listen to hip-hop or rap music, but you make it t- tasty and enjoyable. and. You know, it's a challenge for me, but at the same time, I, I I love to hear that type of feedback. That's what keeps me going, and that's one of the main reasons why I write the, the style of music that I do and the songs that I do. Uh, and Into the Light, I think, is a real good example of that, where you can take something that seems so uh, obviously negative and whatnot, but then you can turn it in, into something positive. And I love doing that that stuff, especially through music. Well. Well, well, lest people think that you don't do dessert, um, <laughs> uh, let's play a little bit of, of party music because you do that too. Here's it's all. Oh yeah. Cool.
Now that, that that's a great fun song, um, but it's got a little bit of a message, and it comes right next to another song called "Ain't Enough," which has a really different message about the club scene. Are you oh, yeah. mixing messages here, or are you just being real and trying to cool things down? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, you know I'm, I don't like to. Uh, I don't want to contribute and condone uh, to the to the mixed messaging that's already going on in this world to this day. Uh, it's just a, a collection of. You know, this EP that is called Rise Up, uh, these six songs, uh, or seven songs, are just really a collection of music and material that I've been working on um, just the last couple years or so. And I've basically just taken what I felt was the best of the best, uh, you know, from that assortion of material that I, that I was writing. And uh, so if... It's funny if one song talks about, okay, we're going to make it through, we're going to get to this together, and then the other one's like, hey, whatever's happening, who cares, let's just have a party, you know. Of course, you're going to get a little bit of that because, you know, each day brings something new. But, you know, at the same time, I like to offer, I I think there's a cohesive line, you know, and really the the main message of this entire record and its totality, it really is, no matter what's going on in life, we got to do what we can to just enjoy ourselves. I know it seems tough and we're human and we're all going to have, moments where you know the world's going to try and you know get to us and life's going to try and bring us down on on whatever level and not trying to sound cliche or anything like that but really music has a real nice way of positively distracting us from the stuff the crazy stuff that's going on in our everyday lives and again i just like to kind of keep a very uh, simple message but i like to you know for those that want to get deep there's a deeper message along in along with that simpler message uh, as well so i like to kind of offer some duality and a little bit of both uh as well so you hear that and it's on it's no matter what's going on bombs could be dropping like they do in the middle east but even over there uh, i've talked to some people uh some good friends of mine that have been over there and even though cr- stuff is crazy out there on a regular basis, they still go out to the clubs and they party till two in the morning. And they, you know, they party literally like there's no tomorrow, and uh, that's that's the type of energy and message I wanted to capture, uh, especially in that song. It's on. And there's and there's a pretty good rap scene in uh, the Middle East too. Uh, oh, it, 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 it's probably you know it's a uni- music is a universal language and different styles of music. Uh, it just comes with a. Uh, you know, it's just like tradition or folklore. The the, the different styles of music will uh, carry through throughout history, uh, and you know, we're a part of history right now. So, what better way to do it than than uh, through the power of lyrics and music together in in combination? So, uh, yeah, it's really uh, awesome. what, one of the the things uh, about the um, uh, Civil War. In, um, around Timbuktu was the cancellation of the Festival of the Sands, which brought musicians from all over the world um, to Timbuktu to jam and play music, and people from different cultures, different instruments, different musical backgrounds, histories, and whose countries sometimes were at war with one another, and it cut that off, and I hope they bring it back. Um, we've got a lot of people here who, who are asking uh, a question that I was going to ask, but, but I'll let Mark and Austin uh, ask it instead, and Mark wants to know, since you have a famous father and you were probably raised with being able to do anything you wanted to do, what drove you to working in charity why aren't you just out there having fun like all of the other musicians 
Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, I mean, that's a part of that's a part of life too. You know, uh, work hard and play harder. And uh, I, I actually am having fun uh, giving back. Uh, you know, through music and whatnot to different charities. Um, that's not that's not all that I do. I do go out and uh, you know um, make uh, make records when I can. I do go out and try to be an everyday person. Go and uh, you know see other musicians perform and go and check out other events and, you know, try to live a normal life as well, <laughs> whatever that means. Uh, you know, but I do enjoy and I do, ha- I do have fun. I think that's one of the secrets. You know, a lot of people would lead you to believe that, you know, what all these other musicians are doing, especially maybe the younger ones uh, of, this, of, of, of this generation or whatnot, you know, going out and just, you know, doing their thing, acting silly or just, you know, maybe making fools of themselves or not, whatever. You know, that's really the key, you know, is to enjoy whatever you're doing and whomever you're with. Uh, and I'm out, I'm, I'm out enjoying, you know, pretty much every moment I can, you know. And uh, I think that's what uh, separates me from, from a lot of different people is uh, I, I do my best to really enjoy what I'm doing wherever I'm at. and uh, That reminds me of know. the uh, the words of the Buddha, which uh, essentially when translated said, if, you don't enjoy, if you're not enjoying what you're doing, stop. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well said, absolutely. That's it right there. Uh, Salvador, we are pretty much out of time, and you know we're, we've right. been enjoying ourselves too much here. And, but there, are, yeah, there's so many other questions I'd like to ask you about the generosity of your music. But the network is not so generous; it's going to push me out of here. Um, we it's do have uh, uh, time to, to hear just a little bit. You're going to about your tour. You're going to be in LA in November, if I'm not mistaken. Um, November seventh at the Hotel Cafe in Hollywood. Is that correct? You got it. That's exactly it. Uh huh. Okay. All right. Well, I want everybody in Southern California to be at the Hotel Cafe November 7th. Uh, I believe you come on at 9 o'clock. And uh, if you can't do that, everybody else who can't be at the Hotel Cafe should download the EP, Rise Up. You can get it at iTunes. You can go to Salvador's website, uh, salvadorsantana.com. And also, while you're there, check out his, his album, SSB. Salvador, thank you so much for being with us today. Oh, Patrick, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. Let's do it again sometime. You got a deal there. Um, now we are out of time, so you, uh, let me say you've been listening to Music Friday with Patrick O'Heffernan on the USA Network, the Blog Talk Radio Network, and our radio affiliates. Like us on Facebook. Follow our Twitter feeds. You'll get a real-time update on our guests. Check out our, uh, our YouTube channel. Vote for your favorite musician on musicfriday.nationbuilder.com, and we'll invite them to the show. Our producer is Lars Christensen. Our program director is Jason Bartlebin. Our intern is Angeline Serrano, who, I'm sorry, couldn't be here today. She'll be back next week. Download this and other Music Friday programs at stationusa.com or at blogtalkradio.com slash musicfriday. Now it's time to stay tuned for Mike Siegel on the Cyberstation USA Network. I'm Patrick O'Heffernan, your host, and we'll talk to you all next week. Leah Marie is going to be back next week, and we're going to have a hot new singer-songwriter, Eddie Gray.
off the silly stuff. I ain't fitting the stress. Who said I call you bluff? You can find me in the cut. Now you know what's up. Said you wanna get down, but yeah, it's not enough. Put up your dicks while I call up my troops. Yeah, big dudes and goons dressed in black suits. Six suits and I'm pound for pound. And for now, you recognize it if you wanna throw down. Let's go.
Hola, ¿cómo están?
Joe, would you like your music on? Yeah. I'll get it for you. The garbage. Right. 
the champagne and the beer. I, I think doing margaritas. I know. Get out of there. 
Tonight I'm gonna to, we're gonna eat at five, correct? Yeah. Target. No, the reason I, I there is actually a basketball game that I wanna watch at six thirty, so it's probably the kind of Sunday. Right. <laughs> it's um I was the end of any of the So it's a really good test for San Diego State that's been ranked the last five years and is unranked this year, but they've played very well. they played Arizona, which is ranked fourth in the country and lost, but played very well against them. So Creighton, which is ranked 20, will be a good test if they're top 25 material this year. And it's on a neutral court, which favors San Diego because it's a neutral court in Southern California, it's up in Anaheim. Yeah, we use generally. 
a joy to group for appreciative family. That's what I was going to say, is that it's much appreciated. Yeah, I talked to her this morning. She was okay. She was heading out to see the Hunger Games. I'm hearing about the buzz from the PR machine. I this is a new director on this one. I don't know. Did you see the first one? No. Um, Jennifer Lawrence is one of those remarkable actresses who's, you know, she's sort of, uh, and again, I'm, I'm one of the, I'm a Julia Roberts fan. I think that she's deserved it dollar she made when she was, I mean, as opposed to Jennifer Aniston, who I think is the luckiest woman. I get her. I get why she, but I think, I don't think she's nearly as good an actress as Julia. Julia. And I think Jennifer and, uh, and not lovely in that. Right. It, that softness and Aniston is, not that she's not an edgy actress, but there's an edge to her that, that Julia just doesn't have that I love. Well, and yeah, I mean, and all the sideshows notwithstanding about... Um, anyway, uh, I think Jennifer <laughs> Lawrence... So much more. Jennifer Lawrence is really special. I mean, she's a very special actress. Um, talented, beautiful, uh, and she's got it, you know, the, the elusive it yep. in, in a way that you get about one actress per generation or per or two per generation, you know, half a generation. <laughs> so Julia was the last generation, and, and you know, Angelina is the in between, in between one. And mm -hmm. and Donald Sutherland has grown into such a wonderful villain. I mean, he is so <laughs> evil and mean and nasty and perfect. And, and yeah, I Relishes doing it. Oh, yeah. That's what we got to do. So the whole thing worked for me. And it's not my kind of movie. I mean, it's not generally, I'm not a fan of this tales of dystopia. But this kind of work. Yeah, they make it work. And, and the good and the, the, as you said, the sweet and, the, you know, the good battling the evil is a pretty... You know, it's like somebody once said there are two stories and all the others are variations. Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> David and Goliath, David versus Goliath, and um, this is a great David and Goliath. You're making your slaw? Yeah. What I'm trying to do is to get all the stuff Mm -hmm. when, so that when the, the cutter is dead on it, it can all just go fast. Would a food processor help, or should it be? Yeah, food processor. I it's tend, a Cuisinart. It's just a sort I of standard. I can never do it right, but I, I things like they're being incredibly nice and finely dry and cut. My tend to be right. Oh, the machine, okay. Yeah, no, I, I don't mind 
I'm not a major user. All right, so you got your. I'm going to watch the meeting. Again. Sam, how's it going, man? The design cool. Nothing dropped yet, but something's going to. Something's going to drop. <laughs> something's coming. I don't know. No. But, <laughs> right. but it's and then it's on like Donkey Kong. <laughs>
Well, this one's already getting a little over the hill. This one talking about? Yeah. With this one, I don't know. Just cut it away. It's hard to part with them. <laughs> <laughs>
And so, <coughs> using all of that ability and intelligence to do, oh, here's the one I told you, the paid college backpack thing. Yeah. It's a very uh, good Hanukkah thing to have a deep fryer. So I'm given to understand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thank goodness it was in that cardboard box, because at least we don't have a trunk full of grease in the rented car. Right. I mean, the only worse would be if it was in our car, but still. Now, why did you rent a car? Just because both of our cars are old enough that to put 1,100 miles of 70, 80 right. mile an hour. We went old. 70, 80 mile an hour, you know. Well, and it's not even that so much as it's something that could go wrong of, you know, $1,200 $1, on average, whatever, there's anything wrong. So, and this was with tax, $120 for a week. You want a little food coloring in yours? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here, you choose your your uh, level of uh, coloring. <laughs> Now the fish. Would you like me? To, should we refrigerate or just going to leave it on ice? Perfect. Yeah. Enough as long as you believe the same. As long as it's on ice. You know. Yep. The way they used to do it, and for a long, long time. <laughs> I haven't done pico beans in so long, and I've lived in black, and I thought, oh, wouldn't that be fun to have some old-fashioned sort of traditional Mexican pintos. Boy, I'll tell you, you didn't have any trouble getting queso fresco at that place. I remember that time going around West L.A. looking for queso yeah. fresco. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure in East L.A. it would be no problem. Well, <laughs> But there seems to be some differences between East LA and West LA. <laughs> LA is a big big place. Nobody has to have a short class. Yeah. Did I have any uh, 
stories from yesterday morning? No, it was all fine and all went well. Oh, it was did. Right. Um, I mentioned to Jan last night, I have an absolutely precocious, lovely, vibrant, and who, uh, piano student. She's 13, her name is Rebecca. Right. And uh, when we were talking, I took her out. I do a little bit for you a little bit. Oh, thank you. These little motivational things every two or three months, and I took her to, uh, so we're doing some bar talking from Dvorak. And so I took her to a symphony concert. Who is this now? She is uh, my one and only piano student. Her name is Rebecca, and her father is Peruvian, uh -huh. uh, and her mom is uh, East Coast Jewish, okay. out of, of Miami and New York. And Rebecca is all the, well, she reminds me of your girls, actually, which is fabulous. Cool. And, uh, she's getting there. Um, she has the gift, the gift curse of being able to play by ear. You would know about that. I'm really pushing her really hard on note learning. And for a while, you know, she was saying, well, just play this part. How does that go? You know, and then I do it. And finally I said, and this part where you ask me to play one more time, and then you get it in your head so that you don't have to read the music, try to read the music, we're stopping doing that for a while. <laughs> and she looked at me. How does that process work? I mean, how old is she? Thirteen. She just turned thirteen. So how does that process work when you make the transition where you, the notes, or some people may never make the transition? I mean, Beethoven obviously is maybe the greatest of all, but he could do it even when he was deaf and never hear it, and it would be right. brilliant. Yeah. Um, well, with her, it's, with all early students, it, it's, trying, it's trying to bring both up at the same time. And it's usually that many more people can't play by ear than can. And right. so you're starting with learning notation and all that stuff. But obviously for anybody learning any instrument or singing or anything, getting the basic theory is the most important. And I keep telling you, you know, it's the difference between being able to get up and recite a poem and being able to write the poem and put it out in prayer. And I want you to have that skill to be able to to know how it comes together and actually do it. Because I know you can fake it. And I said, and in my own family, you know, and I, I feel blessed that I can do both. In my own family, my sister pulled up your poem for a long time. And she, and this is one of those stories, Rebecca, and she's going to regret it because she would love to be able to read music, and she doesn't. And I want you to do both because you're going to be better even if you improvise and never look again. Somebody's going to put some music in front of you. And you need to be able to read it. Now, where the story really is in all of this is that we were, when, we went, when I took her out to the symphony and I took her to dinner and, and we're talking about what she likes and what she likes to do. And she said, well, you know, 
I really want to work on Broadway. And I said, oh, so you want to think, you know, uh, I want to be behind the scenes. I want to make things work. I want to be with people. And, uh, and so she started basically describing each other. Oh, and I said, I happen to know, I have, I have a, dear, a dear family daughter who is doing what you're dreaming about. And I said, I... Um, I think I'd be in touch with her and let her know about you. And if she has, she's very, very busy. And if she has time, maybe she could take a half hour on one of the visits to New York. And, and yeah, if she gets, the, does Rebecca get to New York? Yeah, I think, in fact, now they're going to go in a couple of weeks. Oh, okay. good. So as soon as you know what your dates are, let me know. And then I'll get in touch with Amy. And if it's possible, I know she's really busy around the holidays. And she just pulled it up. She was yeah. so excited that there was a girl, a woman who was doing what she had been fantasizing about doing. And I mentioned it to Jan, and Jan said, well, maybe you're thinking about this at 12. And I said, actually, you Oh, yeah, no, she wanted to work. She didn't know what she was going to do, right. but she knew she wanted to work in the theater. She's having a hard time, I think, in terms of kind of, um, she's turning 30 in a few weeks. And uh, January 2nd, so in a month, she'll turn 30. And so that's, that's, a big, that's a big birthday. Yeah. That's and I think that she's sort of um, needs, to, you know, in terms of her career, I mean, she's moved slowly up in the hierarchy and she's at a higher level, but I think she should be, I think she's sort of treated by the people who run the company as um, no, Amy's great. She's real solid, but we don't have this. You know, she's underpaid. Yeah, I mean, basically, I think she needs yeah. to get more money. <laughs> I mean, Absolutely. that's you know for the level of, for the level of, and it, of her intelligence, but the level of stuff that she has to. Yeah, do. and as you know, it's money's important, but it's all it's not about the money. It's that the money is how you're valued. Valued, right? And also, I mean, she does okay. I mean, don't get mad. But she's, she's, you know, she's a big girl now. She's thirty. She's not twenty-two. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And, she's, and she has. It seems to you know the story's better right. side, but it seems that she's more than paid her dues. Right. Right. And she, she has gotten that level within the union, hasn't she? Within the yeah, it's the just getting assigned more union contracts because there, are, you know, each show has so many union positions, so she gets. From here and there, she should be at the point now where she's on the union contract with every show. That's when we talked last year. Right. Where As opposed to like, well, she'll get one here. She'll get one here. Hey, Lee. Hey. Danny and I were discussing your pie and how wonderful it was. I oh, see, I don't think it came out that well. The crust wasn't good. No, no, no. Well, here. I, I understand what you're saying about the crust, yeah. and I would agree it wasn't it wasn't the crust of crust. But the crumb, crust. the crumb topping was the crumble was good. amazing, and then that apple was just yeah, that was good. It was good. It was just uh, the crust. Huh? No, this dog, you are so poorly behaved. She's what? She's a good girl. I mean, she's no, she is poorly behaved. She makes Sam poorly. <laughs> you know, the two of them are very good. Boy, he's a good boy, and she's a good girl. No, I told them to wait, and they didn't oh, wait. Oh, right, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't listen. My darling, we will watch you with your dogs and your kids. 
and see how close they get to uh, the baby was so pretty up Yeah, yeah. Oh, there was the cutest scene last night. Sam finally comes over, and, and David is there, you know, holding Evan and Sarah's neck on, on the love seat part there. And Sam comes and sits next to David. That goes like this. And puts his cheek up against David. And raises his up in the air. And then he goes. And this baby, oh, so terrific. Yeah, I didn't have the other that issue. <laughs> but they thought it was cute, but he wasn't sure whether he could smile very much because <laughs> he was going, oh, I mean, she didn't, you could see it. It was very controlled. Well, David's one of Sam's favorites because David would come over and you know, like rough house with them. So, you know, there are certain people that... It was just beautiful blessing, you know. Sam's blessing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so hopefully David and Evan can... Uh... Hey, what you doing there, Chula? You want she says, Sam left and he took, took off and I don't see him and I want to find him. But I don't want to be too forward and chase him. But she's keeping it. There he is. There he came back. The Sam what am. How's Dulce doing on the road? Beautiful. Good. She's she's resting. It was tiring yesterday, and then the trip was tiring. At her age, you know, she re- she sleeps a whole bunch of the time, right. which is wonderful. And then she's up. She's very energetic. Okay. We thought we were gonna. We thought beginning of the twelfth year she might be on her way out. Well, at least she had that close encounter with... Uh, I thought it might be cancer and... Well, was it something she ate, right? Oh, and then that, that was recent. That's yeah. what I mean. So. Yeah. Um, and thank goodness she was feeling much more resilient by then because she you know, sort of just marched right through it and once she went to the vet and got some... Have you, I'm sure with all your dogs you've had they did the IV. So there was this great big ball of, of water up here. Oh, no, and, I mean, and then that and that's the way to do it, and then the water drips down. So there was water dripping down the sides because it was coming up a little hole. And, ah, but she did okay. And that's what she needed was, yeah, your fluids. And bless her heart, and she got And people are noticing, oh, she's so energetic. And she wasn't here yesterday, but on, in her environment, she's in the morning, she's playing chase, and she's running up the dead one. After she comes in from her morning pee, she runs through the door and runs down the hall. She's a busy girl. So, we used to have uh, Daniel do. Did he? Uh, huh? Did Daniel have fun? Yeah. Good. It's so funny because the, his friends where we go a lot are very, very <laughs> So it's like the exact opposite of me here. They're like. The mom, I don't know, it's interesting. Where are they, where do they live? Like way out, it's like the Lake Jennings exit off the east. Oh, my. They live way to the right. Lake side, yeah. <laughs> it's like up on a hill. I mean, the house is really nice. And they're a nice family. Like they rescue dogs and they're really nice. And they're just very Republican, you know? Yeah, it helps. You rescue lots of dogs. You don't have to think about people. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody said the mom was making comments about 
they like we're talking a little bit about him. And she's like, well, he can do whatever he wants because if he does something wrong, he just says that the person's being racist or something. <laughs> <sighs> That's what he does all the time. <laughs> There are a lot of things he does wrong. That's <laughs> All right. Welcome to San Diego. Yep. <laughs> Outside of Hillcrest in downtown. Yep. Okay. No, but it was good. We had fun. Okay. It was a restaurant. I don't think he can come back, but it's like a 12-hour day for him. Right. See how he does with that. It's interesting. The market opened up quite a bit. Now it's sort of... Sideways. 